Today is January 13th. It's talking Yanks. The teams, no, the owners in the league are meeting right now. So we'll have good news soon. Now we're just talking to the Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. BBD in the corner. How's everyone doing today? Jake, how are you? Jimmy! BBD, everyone who's hearing these words, you are beautiful. No matter what they say. You're beautiful. Your words won't bring me down. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll get a live update of the the meetings that are apparently going on right now between the players and MLB. Uh, if not, we're here to talk some Yanks, baby. All three of us, little fun fact, are Yankee fans. So, do you think that we'll have TMZ photos of like Manfred walking into a building? No. Oh, actual TMZ or photos of Rob Manfred? Because yes. TMZ style like do you think anyone will capture like like you know here's Tony Clark he's in New York City they ain't lying or it's a zoom meeting that's the thing it's a zoomer so or their version of zoom not zoom yeah definitely not whatever platform yeah I'd love MLB their own they made it up I'd love a good still time um I would love a good good screenshot of the meeting just to see who's got what backgrounds and stuff like that. Um, Do you think if I if I tried to go like if we hunted him down, like went to Manhattan and 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 we could sell it? Do you think if we hunted sell it to Passon, we could sell it? Like yeah, the picture we could sell the sale to Passon. I don't know about. I guess so. Yeah, dude, that's how TMZ works. Yeah. Like those pictures of Judge's wedding, how much do you think those were bought for? That's a sad fact. You'd have to ask Tyler Wade. <laughs> guffaw. Instant guffaw. How are you doing, Wormsley? I'm good, man. Busy day. Busy day. One of the busier days. One of the busier days. Honestly, my schedule today is insane. So... One of those days, like, how the fuck did this happen? Mm. And that's kind of all on my mind. Huge. So, I'm all right. How are you? We're good. We're good. We, uh, big waking Jake this morning with Bobby Skinner, talking Giants, talking football. They're going to be doing a lot of good playoff stuff. Um, just officiated a, a big match. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm up and at him. I'm up and at him. I Starbucks. Heard you won? Heard you, heard you beat Sam? I'm uh, I'm undefeated in our in Bino. Um I'm starting to think it's my gift. I'm starting to think it has something to do with these chubby little fingers that God gave me. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm on a little bit of a heater, so I'm excited to heat it up with some Yanks Yanks chat. Is that the name of this? 
can you can you can you work out your fingers? Sorry to get derail us so quick. But, yes. Um, like could could someone who's got chubby little fingers, like at some point in your life, if you wanted to be like, ooh, I don't want chubby little fingers. Like, is that something like you just cannot change? Like I, fingers. I'd and like toes? to know no, because if you get super fat, hmm. you can definitely fatten up fingers. Yeah. When you lose weight, could you? It's got to be hard. Uh, has anyone has anyone in our audience ever changed the the definition and figure of their fingers on purpose? Like, is there finger workouts? If you want to make your fingers thinner, your effort should focus on exercise as well as creating a caloric deficit. So just like any other diet, I think. Um, uh, work out and eat less. Massaging your hands and fingers can reduce swelling. Uh yeah. I always have a bucket of rice next to me to work out my hands. Pickle juice. One hand in rice, one hand in pickle juice. And that's lunch. Yeah, you switch, switch hands and that's messy. Lionel. BBD, do you like pickleback shots? My last question before last getting question. to the content. Do you like pickleback shots? Uh, I don't think I'm familiar. BBD's not a shots guy. You take a shot of whiskey and then you take a shot of pickle juice. Like actual pickle juice from a jar. Uh, of I mean, bag. I think I'd do that. Haven't nice. done cool. that much. Good stuff. But... Huge. I was a, I was a huge pickleback enthusiast. I like pickles. I so it. I don't like pickles. Still, just the mixture is great. All right, we are taking voicemails of finding out who people want to root for. Pretty much, I think the prompt we gave is like, "Who's the guy you're?" Rooting the most for or most believe in to exceed their expectations. Play over their head this yeah. upcoming season for what what you'd expect. Okay. I'm so Jake, do in you have an bag. answer here? Because I, I have, I don't know if I, ooh, I don't want to be rude. I don't know if like this is my number one wish because right. everyone knows who my number one wish is. Everyone that's ever listened to a single episode of Talking Yanks who know who my number one wish is. Tanaka to come back and shove. Amazing, but I do have a sneaky one where if it did happen, where they went pole to pole and had a great season, where I would be like, you know what? I tell my old self, go fuck myself. Mm. This is fantastic, and that's Aaron Hicks. So I'm gonna throw that one out there. Like, interesting. If Hicksie, if Hicksie does it, man, if he like recreates 2018, what he got the contract off of, like, I, I'm not saying I fully believe in this, and I'm not saying it's in my top five wish list of guys, but if we get uh September, and you're like, dude, Hicks has been our center fielder all year, and he's been switch hitting, and he's been hitting and playing good defense. I think it'd be like a double birds to me. That's pretty good. I I I thought you were going somewhere totally different. I thought you were going to El Gary. I think that's that's the obvious one. That's oh okay. I thought you were saying Hicks was the obvious one. No, he was saying like his secondary one. Gotcha, gotcha. No, No, because I'd even say. Gary's my wish Because oh, Gary obviously. Gary what makes it beautiful Is it's his contract year And uh, You know It would be the Yankees Like If Gary Sanchez Does 120 games And puts up an 800 OPS He's gonna get a Big boy contract In free agency Which would be like A cherry on top To uh, All the Yankee haters So I I guess that's the one That stands out uh, Also I, I mean Hitting side The Yankees Perception of Joey Gallo Isn't who Joey Gallo is as a baseball player. Um, so I guess perception-wise, uh, I, I think Joey Gallo 
should be able to surprise people. Um, pitching off the top of my head, I don't know, because like the pitching was good last year. I guess I replied to the tweet Clark Schmidt. Like I would love if Clark Schmidt, Clark Schmidt, uh, if Clark Schmidt maybe did like a little bit of Michael King from last year. Like he, you know, he just found a lane. It was a couple innings. The fastball curveball was working, and like we could we could drink some of the. Uh, the Schmidt Kool-Aid again But I mean the pitching was kind of so strong Last year it's tough to Tough to say I'm interested I'll go to the callers I don't want to step on yeah. it Yeah I'm trying to think but I'll just let them Deliver them to us And yeah. the, uh, the the calls will be brought to us by the John Boy Media store today Everybody go get yourself A shirt go get yourself a sweater We came out with a new we're calling it like a college collection. It's in the John Boy Media Essentials. This is essential that you go get yourself uh, some merch for the new year. Uh, when I say the college collection, it's the uh, I keep wanting to say old school. What's and the it's movie? A, it's Jen? like the Belushi Animal House. Animal House. Animal House. The traditional college, like college, college sweatshirt. Traditional college cross the chest. There's some John Boy Media that established 2017. Pretty cool. Uh, and a lot of a lot of other stuff. I'm wearing a John Boy, John Boy Media combo breakdown shirt. So promo code Yanks ten percent off. Uh, and we've got a ton of stuff now: hoodies, fleeces, uh, pants, jaggers. Uh, so go check it out. Shop.johnboymedia.com. Code Yanks. A little bonus ten percent off. Bing bong. Bing bong boom. Look, guys, I have I'm a package really- coming arriving for myself. Huge. I just got a package that arrived today. Um. None of the guys you brought up, we have voicemails on except for one guy, so we'll start with him. Boom. Hell yeah. A popular answer because he was so bad last year. Hey guys, I think this might be a popular answer because he was so bad last year, and we know he can be one of the best outfielders in the league, but I'm excited for Joey Gallo to go on an absolute tear. Personally, I don't love the low average, high OBP guys, but I just think Gallo has so much talent. And a lot of guys, when they get to New York the first year, they got a lot of jitters and whatnot. I think Gallo's going to be absolutely, you know, an all-star, a top outfielder in the league. I think he's going to help out our lineup nice with some balance. Gallo might be a popular answer, but I just want to hear what you guys are going to say about that. Thanks. Thank you. I, uh, I'm really curious what an absolute tear is for Joey Gallo in the sense that he's a three-true outcome <clears throat> guy. And a lot of times those guys are feast or famine. So the tears might be short, but like crazy. Or I don't know. That's what I'm kind of. I think he does like, break what off is it? lengthy tears when he does. Like right before he came to the Yankees, he was kind of on one. For like yeah, yeah. Well, that that's usually how it works for yeah. um for guys that are exactly. feast or like home run power bats. So. I'm trying to go through his stats right now and see what an absolute tear is. I'm just looking at his best months. It looks like he's an August guy. Uh, in 2017 and 2018, both Augusts have a one dot OPS. So that's something to put in note. He's an August guy. Joey Gallo, August guy. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, looking at his career stats, Joey Gallo, uh, 206, 333, and 821 OPS. So it's it's definitely a modern brand of baseball. I guess for me, you know, the defense was there. Like, Joey looked pretty good in left field. Um, 
it's it's high level defense. He's an athlete. He looked really good running the bases. So, um, you know his his numbers from twenty twenty one. I mean, since twenty seventeen, he's been he's been Joey Gallo. Like you might not like the way it looks, but the number ends up at a significantly better place than he was with the Yankees. So, um. I'm very interested to see what it looks like series in series out like is there just is there just going to be series where Joey Gallo's missing and series where Joey Gallo's awesome um I don't know but I mean playing good defense being a lefty bat and I I think the other thing we found is that it's just going to matter where Joey is in the lineup like I I think it's almost Hicksian that I I think if we have Joey Gallo 6th or 7th we're going to be like all right like Joey Gallo, if if he starts sliding up to four, a four hole, I think Yankee fans are going to be like, you, we can't bat this guy here. Like, there's, there's too many holes. There's too many holes in my zapatos. Jo- Joey Gallo, more like Swiss Swiss cheese. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm not the best at using Baseball Reference Streak Finder. Okay. Which uh, I'm trying to find his like best streak, um, like reached base, you know, mm. because I found his best streak OPS wise, and it was a two ninety something batting average, which is funny because when you find guys like best ten streaks, it's usually all the numbers are insane. Uh, surprise! That's what I'm saying about three true outcome guys like i i don't know if they ever hit like 400 over two weeks like other skilled batter hitters players i'm just i it's really out of curiosity like yeah. i wonder like i'm i'm looking at kind of his best streak as a yankee there's 12 games where he was 313 378 on base but a 1.3 ops which that's that's pretty beastly you can stretch that out a little further that it was a 1.13 OPS over 17 games but he had a 250 batting average so it's going to be it's going to feel different um but he he's better than what we saw in total from from Joey Gallo last year got hurt like during that hot streak too so I think right? it felt like he was gonna like break off and the numbers were gonna start to look more like what they usually look like over a season then he had like the neck tweak thing Finish, Runs hard. Finish the season two for twenty three, which didn't help his Yankee numbers. Yeah. Well, Gallo is uh, probably the Dude, most popular answer. If you want me to go to the next most popular, unless you've got your next stat on him, Jim. Otherwise, I can move on. No, I'm just, I just, I don't know. I'm interested. I like. Uh, I'm interested to see what Gallo does. I, I'm prepared to be frustrated. And I, there you go. That might be that might be why it plays, or why it doesn't. Hey guys, the player I'm really rooting for to exceed expectations, honestly, is Gleyber Torres. The guy's young, still way younger than most people think, and on, in my honest opinion, way too young to be talking about as a trade ship. We saw a flash of his potential in Baltimore, which, of course, anyone can get on a hot streak. But this dude can hit for average. He can walk. He can hit for power. If he really meets his potential this season or starts to come into it, I can see maybe uh, 285, 
345 line, maybe around a 950 OPS and probably 40 plus homers. Go Yanks. Thanks, Hess. What the fuck did this guy just say? Got a, got a little Yankees. Leave the maybe leave. I the think he was. I think out. I was with. Can you play back that stat prediction? I was with him the whole way, and then he yeah. completely. I think he lost went. Me. He went for like what the the best best case stat line is. Of what were his lines? Come into it, I can see maybe uh, two eighty five, three forty five line. Maybe around a never 950 OPS and probably 40-plus homers. Never come close. Oh, yeah, thanks, Seth. Never come close to any – I mean, what – man, sometimes you forget that we're biased fans of a team. Glaber's never come close to any of those numbers. Uh, the batting average you know, on, on base, he's been close. His best season, 2019, was 278, 337. And in 2018, he actually had a 340 on base. So – those numbers were like, okay, if those were your reach, then he dropped the 950 OPS, which that's just, that's not in the realm. He's a that's, giant power resurgence. That's a different coming. player. Hey, man, I was with him, and if the numbers are like 270, 330, 820 OPS, I'll be happy for Glaber because he's just back on track. Like, I... Yeah. I don't need Glaber being an all-star. He's been bad, 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 bad. So, like, let's get back to average before we go superstar because he just needs to win another year because that's what's going on. If he's repeats 2020 or 2021, we're going into 2023 saying we're getting a new infielder. Yeah, I think that would even midway through 2022. Um, yes, so like Glaber needs to get back to average before we have him being an absolute all star. Yeah, and I, I guess that's it's the over his head part of this conversation because you're you're basically saying the request for Glaber, our ask, our pitching ask during the live stream, would be his rookie year, two seventy one, three forty on base, and eight twenty OPS. Like that's if we get that Glaber Torres. Yeah, thumbs up. BBD's giving a golf clap. Uh, uh, we would love yeah. that. And he was an all-star that year, which, again, I, I think OPS, we've said this on here a few times, it kind of gets lost on the people that, like, Judge isn't a real human. Uh, even Stan, uh, like, a 900 OPS is, like, a top 10 player in the league. And Glaber... Don't need, don't need Glaber to get MVP votes. Yeah, Gla- Glaber's... Glaber's got to get back on track, which his first two seasons in 2018, Jim, is probably where you are right because 2019 was juice balls. He hit the 38 homers. So if we could get those 2018 Glaber, I think all three of us would sign up right now. Um, He does have the potential for more, but we can't talk about that when the last two years he's been a below league average hitter, a 95 OPS plus. He's hit, he's hit what? 12 home runs in his last 700 plate appearances. Like, I, I don't know if we can say he's going to hit 40 next year when they're, they're, they're sticking with the dead ball. Like let's, let's not have him be a home run hitter and have him be the Glaber that reacts to pitches and slaps him away. The juiced ball kind of set him up for failure a bit. And you yeah. saw him realize that halfway through last year, the other Glaber voice that I had pulled aside and I, just grabbed one and put it in the folder. Uh, it had a more modest goal of like, I think he can get back to twenty five homers. 
So it's much more. I, it's Even not that, that's not what you like, want. We do is, if we do his PPP, like we're not talking no one, about the homers. No but. one look at Glaber's homers. It's not being. A, I, we can't ask that of him. There's no juice ball anymore. That's like be productive every day. That's where, and I, you know, I know a lot of people started slinging Glaber stats later in the year. The second half of the season, fifty games, he was two eighty nine, a three thirty eight on base, a seven ninety four OPS, like. That's I I do think Glaber's got a little more juice in that in the tank, but uh, again, you'd sign up for that 289 338. Like I, I think Glaber mm-hmm. Torres does have that and and you know, maybe you do shift the batting average down and the OPP up as as a player becomes a little more veteran, but uh it's just I mean across the board you just can't be like I need a guy to have a career year. It's a it is. It's an over. It's a player playing over their head episode. So I do think we need to prepare ourselves for for that a little bit. That's the episode. I thought it was bounce back. It's like exceeding expectations. Some of them were calling as bounce backs, but because the expectations are down on them. But okay, we have judge calls. What do they got his line at? No judge calls in this group. That's good. Yo, what's up, uh, Jimmy, Jake, Beavers? Uh, a player that I'm really uh, excited for next year is Jamo. Like, I think we forget that he was the best pitcher in the AL for a good month and a half or five weeks. Like, AL pitcher of the month in, I think, July – and I think once he comes back from his ankle injury, he'll be a top-end guy. Like what we're talking about, uh, Cole, heavy rotation. I think it could be a Cole-Tyone rotation in the playoffs. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much, and hope you guys are having a great new year. Good call. That's awesome. Yeah, remember uh, in Philly, JMO only got one out. And uh, he kind of woke up to the way he was pitching and the way he was going out about at bats. He kind of like attacked differently. And then in his next 10 starts, he had a 2 1 1 ERA uh, and stayed decent until kind of the injury that happened. Like he had a his stretch of like good is actually a 2 5 7 through the next 12 starts. So yeah, if we can get that guy. Yeah, man. They, they, he was just on Tone the Slab with uh, Coney Shackle and James Smythe. Really good. He's been friendly to us. Good dude. Friendly to us before he was a Yankee, which is really cool. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm super interested to see. He's going to be coming off injury to start the season again, so want to see what that looks like. Um, he goes in depth on it. His, he was struggling to get batters out with two strikes because kind of his fastball was his best pitch throughout the year. And then he, how he worked on that and everything. So, uh, I guess I, I would just, I don't really know the pulse of Yankees fans' expectations. Like he finished twenty nine starts, eight and six with a four three. Um, those twelve games you mentioned, the second half of the season, uh, twelve starts a three five ERA. Like I, you know, I, I think if JMO some, if he lands with a three five ERA, that's awesome. Like a really good year out of JMO, especially. Former number two pick hitting free agency. Like, definitely, obviously, all Yankee fans are going to be rooting for that. Um, really interested to see. Um, and I hope Jakey Shower thoughts this week 
was saying, you know, because we talked about it so much last year, they gave everybody a rest in the rotation except Tyone coming off double double TJ. Uh, I hope there's a point this year that we're talking about, wow, good thing the Yankees pushed Tyone last year because it made him stronger for this year. Yeah, be nice. And, and when we traded for Tyone, it was always this is the year you're kind of really trading for because you know that the year after surgery and then coming back is going to, you know, come with some limitations and some setbacks. So excited for town. I'd be very, very happy for him. Uh, if he had a good and the, and the Yankees and he did have a 12 game stretch. You do forget about that where he, where he faced, I think Boston twice, Houston once, like he Oakland, he faced good, teams good. In that stretch. Yeah. One like that Corey Kluber stretch. Mm. Boing. Some. What's up, guys? It's Julian from Manhattan. Uh, one player I'd really like to see, you know, really come out, put on a show next season. Joe Urshela. He was the guy for us in 2019 and 2020, but he kind of fell off a bit last year. Maybe he falls, maybe he's playing through something. Uh, I don't know. But next season, we're probably getting a shortstop, and we're going to have someone at first base. It seems like he's probably going to be the odd man out. So. Uh, but I like, but we know we know our Yanks. Someone's gonna get injured, when, and when they do, I'd like to see Geo step up as like a shortstop, third base, wherever he's fit, and really put on a show. Remind us why we loved him so much in 2019 or 2020. Uh, thanks, guys. Let me know what you think. Go Yanks. Man, Gio Urshela, Yankee career, 291 games, 292 batting average, 335 OBP. 480 slugging, 815 OPS, 119 OPS plus. And last year was his worst year, and it was a 96 OPS plus, and he was battling injuries, and he had a constant limp. Um, still not even that bad. Below average, but like for how bad it seems and not how bad some other performances were. But yeah, I mean, just give me that vacuum geo and give me him in like this 7-8 hole and just – Popping homers every now and then, you're like, oh, my God, wow. Did you hit that? Yeah, it's it's really interesting because those, those first two years, man, he was awesome. Like, the numbers are crazy. You know, I was getting in debates online with how, how good Gio was, and he, like, overperformed Machado over that time frame, and, he, you know, it was, it was so much house money that last year he's banged up 116 games, a 720 OPS, which, again, like you're saying, that's not not bad. Um, we had just seen Gio be, like, an elite player for the past two years. So I, I don't know where the answer lands. You're right. I mean, the number one thing we ask from Gio Urshela is to play awesome defense at third base, and he ended the year as our shortstop. So maybe just keep him at third base and he can find it a little more. I'll tell you what, his baseball savant page – uh, 2019, 2020, they're pretty electric. A lot of big red dots. 2021, it's a lot of blue. So hey, maybe he was banged up, and he's the answer lies somewhere in the middle. Um, I'll be really interested to see what Geo Geo looks like throughout the year. But I mean, what this Yankees team is supposed to be—if you got last year from Geo, it sh- still shouldn't affect like the sum total of the team. I was going to ask you that. Like, if he lands at, you know, between 95 and 100 OPS plus, so, you know, around 5% below average, but he's at third, he's making all the plays, 
And at least when he is like the production he is giving you is consistent. It's not like a Chase Headley where there's a dead month and then a good month and a dead month. And then it's like, you know, just kind of pole to pole, kind of consistent. I think I'd be okay with it. Like I just because those first two years happened, I, I don't think I, I'm I, I'm not relying on him to be that guy with the bat. Yeah, you know, I like to put things in buckets or sometimes I count stuff on my hands. Like for Mr. Bucket. For we, your balls in my mouth. we need to see the rest of the Yankees off season to see, you know, again, where this team lands as a whole. But off the top of my head, right now, like Geo and Hicks are like my coin flips. Like I need one of you guys to mm-hmm. be the version that we expect for the Yankees for that Yankees sum total to be a hundred win, you know, impressive team. Um yeah. Because, yeah, if both of those – that's supposed to be your center fielder and your third baseman. If both of those guys are duds like that, that's tough to overcome. Those are your those are your positions. Those are my spots. BBD, did you ever have Mr. Bucket as a kid? Do you know what that is? I don't know what Mr. Bucket is. You'd love it. It was a toy that just, like, taught kids how to clean up. <laughs> it, was like a, it was like a bucket. And then there's balls, and you'd put the balls in the bucket, and then it would spit them out, and then you had to put them back in. Oh, I definitely had that. Wouldn't have. By the name Mr. Bucket, that meant nothing to me, but I had that. Mr. Bucket. Or played with it somewhere. You put the balls in my mouth, Mr. Bucket, and then I spit them right out, Mr. Bucket. That was the theme song. It's gotten some jokes in later years. (laughs) Nobody knows why. Hey guys, uh, Jimmy, Jake, Big Big Delicious, um, Sneak Up from PA. Uh, my player that I think will exceed expectations, I'm not even sure if this is exceeding expectations, is because he kind of, his bar rose a lot at the end of last year, and that is Clay Holmes. Mm. I know that. He could have a possibility, depending on how the bullpen looks, to move into maybe that eighth-inning role if he really becomes dominant. You know, he's already pretty dominant right now, but I think he has a chance to make another leap that um, definitely was not expected. He wasn't expected to get to that level last year when he was in Pittsburgh, and then he came over and he kind of dominated. And, you know, you kind of wonder what that ceiling is for him. All right. I love you. Wow. Holy smokes. Passionate. That's a great one, man. I, I mean, I think there are people that like have penciled him in as back end, as like uh, Chapman, Luizaga, uh, Chad Holmes. <laughs> if you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, you've had Clay Holmes for parts of four seasons, and he Your pitched. Uncle. He pitched 119 innings to the tune of a 5.57 ERA. <laughs> and then he comes to the Yankees, and he's one of the most lights-out relievers in baseball. Uh, a little tidbit from the Towing the Slab episode. Jamo mentioned it in passing, but supposedly he's a huge pitching nerd. He's all in on the, the Rapsodo and the technology, so pairing him with Matt Blake, that seems to have been a winning combo. I don't know that for me, this is really tricky because if we're talking about guys pitching over their 
expectations. It feels like the expectations for Clay Holmes are really high. Comparatively to his career. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, no, but he's got the stuff, dude. It was gro- like it passed the eye test. Don't, don't, uh, don't Yankee Weaver, Valdi, Pineda, Nova, us. What's that mean? Have the stuff, but just can't get outs. Mm. All of those guys, just like some of the dirtiest breaking pitches, but has never put it like Nova had one good stretch, never put it together. Weaver was so cool to watch his pitches, what they did, but his Yankee career is just like, and yeah. he had struck out like 18 one game or 16 one game. And then he'd go out there another day, and his legs were falling off. And you have him re signing so with the Yanks, right? Pineda? Yeah. No. Oh. No, not me. Whoops. Oops. But uh, he does have the stuff. It's not like a. To throw some other relievers that have been around, Warren or Holder, where you're like, all right, he gets it done in the bullpen. It's like, oh, I know why he's good. His sinker is amazing. Like the formula is written. All he has to do is follow it. Even the other in the zone. Even the other stuff. Like there's a couple sliders and stuff that you're like, what? You got that yeah. in the bag too? I guess it's it's just scary with relievers because you know remember the year Chad Green was so awful to start the season he got sent down and then it clicked again. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tough with Clay, but be really good. I think for as many people, it might have too lofty of expectations for him. Probably just as many sort of just forgot about that. Yankee fans just saw him be awesome. It's like, do it some Some forgot about him for sure. For sure. Yankees took a bet on Clay Holmes, and you should place a bet at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner. Sports betting partner. Of the NFL. Uh, They're kicking things off with a huge offer kicking things off. I get it. I get it. That's a... That's football. Uh, Countdown to Super Bowl 56. 56. And and they're giving you 56 to 1 odds on any wild card game this weekend. Chiefs will beat the Steelers. Maybe. And if you bet $5, you can win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Powerful. Um, DraftKings. If it's not legal in your state yet, it might have recently become legal in your state, by the way. Uh, They still have their daily uh, fantasy football contest for cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code JOMBOY at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Going on. Great job. What's going on, Jimmy, Jake, BBD? Hope you guys are all doing well. So a player that I think can exceed expectations next year and take take a big jump forward is Albert Abreu. He's been he's been really good in winter ball, which I know it's winter ball and doesn't mean a whole lot. Still good to see. It's better than him being bad in winter ball. But he's a guy who gets electric stuff. He showed a lot of flashes last year. His numbers kind of got skewed from 
that one terrible outing he had and also really reliever ERA. But he's a guy I think he can really take a step forward and transform into a big piece of our bullpen next year. Let me know what you guys think. Go Yankees. Ooh. Interesting. This one snuck up Is on he... me. Yeah. I don't know the rest of the calls. Um, There's two left. I'll... Are any other, like, reliever-esque Albert Abreu uh, yes. players? Do you want me to just play that one, too, and do them in all yes. in one? Bang. Yeah. I think I'm an Albert is out of options this year. That's the other thing I wanted to say. What's up, guys? Um, my name's Christian from Sean. Uh, my, the player that I think is going to exceed expectations, or that I'm rooting for to exceed expectations, Luis Gill. I feel like he, it's more important that those guys do well, because I just don't trust Yankees to really bring in sufficient arms, if I'm being honest. I think he kind of needs young guys to do well, but I just think he kind of has the, the ability to do well, and I think he'll perform well. I think there's a, there's a chance that by the end of the year, he's at least number three in the rotation. That's, that, that's my, I guess, my hot take. Oh. <laughs> I liked what he saw. Number three in the rotation for heel. Yeah, baby. Um, At least. Yeah, I think I think I think they're in a bucket together. So I'm glad that I inquired if we had a conversation. Um, because the Braves out of options. So either he's a trade piece, he gets added to a trade. Um, or if they really don't value him, he he doesn't break camp. Or he's a Sessa. Does he go chase and shreve and they let him struggle for a while and then he gets traded for someone as a combo? Or is he cockroach mode with Luis, like Luis Sessa where he just survives? And I, it, I'm i rooting for that. Um, Heel does have a little more of my heartstrings because of what he did in his first three games because he kind of like made Yankees history and it'd be cool if he wasn't a blip and he was able to do like more of it. Um, but I think Heel will start in the minors where Bray will have to start in the majors if he's still on. Yeah, I think I think the only why they're not in the same bucket with me, I'm counting them on different hands, hands and buckets for me. Uh, they're gonna keep Hill stretched out as a starter. I think Abreu as a starter is done. He he didn't do any of that in the Yankees org last year. He is starting for Lise, um, but I, I think you nailed it with Sessa. Like he is the new Yankee Sessa. They they believe in him. The fastball and spin rate stuff is there. He has a 98th percentile fastball velo. Um, that as the bullpen pieces move, and hey, Albert Abreu, I know it wasn't ideal, but there's a couple games where he was our eighth inning guy last year. So uh, I think he'll have some range in the bullpen. I think, like you're saying, he's got to do, he'll have to do a little bit of assess a tightrope. Um, and, you know, I, hell, I was so wrong on Luis Sessa having having to be gone at some point that when he did leave, uh, it was surprising and sad. Um, cried. I cried. Um, Cry, baby. Yeah, Albert Abreu is Luis Sessa now, and that's that. Uh, he'll the, they're going to keep him stretched out as a starter, and when when the time comes to need him, they're going to give him a shot, right? Number three. Um, hey, get hot, kid. Yeah, Stephen Ridings. I also just want to see him. Yeah, again, I just I don't need him to be good yet or anything. But like some mid July game mm. or August game when the the relievers are going down, 
I I need like a riding's appearance. Ridings of the storm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You know, get get the people a little excited. I've started the the PPP prep. I'm trying to fi- put guys in hands and buckets and figure out which guys mm-hmm. we could do an episode on now or or not. I was excited to see like, oh, who do I pair with the Stephen Ridings app? And <clears throat> got excited. Stephen Ridings is getting. Yeah, that's even big that he's getting paired. Pairs. I, like I think it's this group. Is he healthy? We'll find out. Mm. It's yeah. nice to be able to have spring training and learn things. Mm. Oh, they met today. It's all good. It's golden. It's good. Last one? I think so. Wow. Hey, guys. What's up? This is Luke from Tampa, Florida. Um, I up, think Luke? this year DJ LeMahieu is going to get back on track and perform closer to what we saw from him a couple years prior. A lot of his expected numbers – um, we're higher than his output this year in uh, 2021, and I think he's going to get back to form. I think he was playing through an injury or something of the sort as well. Um, but seriously, I think we can see his OPS back into the 800. Um, I think his bat will be a solid piece in the top half of the lineup, um, and he can play all over and fill in wherever we end up signing somebody um, across the infield. So that's where I think he'll uh, he'll be and do a great job. Thanks, guys. Jake Sox, see ya. Oh. Yeah, it's a good one. Obviously, it'd be a big, like, <clears throat> you know, oh, there you are, Peter, mm. moment. And, you know, if the Yankee Stadium didn't have all those dead balls, yeah, DJ would be way better. But they are playing with the dead ball next year, apparently. So DJ's going to figure that out. And he, we can stop saying if he was hurt, he was hurt. <laughs> he, he, uh, he missed. Broken heart? Missed the wild card game. What was it? It was a sports hernia? Sports hernia. And who knows when that began. Which, let's but... be honest, DJ was a little proud he got a sports hernia. He's like, yeah. Well, I play sports. I play sport. I love sports. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't a sports hernia. It was okay. just a hernia. No. But DJ was like, but DJ was like, probably a sports hernia, right, Doc? And Doctor's like, I mean... If you want to call it that, his wife read his yeah, eyes. Yeah, well, and she. Asked I do that. play sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, it's it's funny. DJ, he obviously the 2019 first year, he's so good, consistent. <laughs> 2020 season, his stats are ridiculous. That last year, 150 games, and he's pretty banged up, and you know it just felt like a double play fest, and it never felt right. DJ's career as a Yankee now, three years, 345 games, 307, 370, 831. I mean, talk about things you'd sign up for instantly. Um, and again, I still think there's some Yankee Free fans. Healthcare. There's there's Yankee fans that, that expect more, and they you gotta you gotta realize if DJ LeMayhew goes 307, 370, 831 OPS next year, that's a really good season. So um I it would be cool if he has some more. I like you're saying between some juiced balls and not juiced balls. I, I don't know, but yeah, I I really hope. I think the juice balls being gone obviously hurt him a little bit because he's so good bat to ball. But I gotta believe that injury took some of his power out because it just never felt right. Um, you know how many warning warning track fly balls to right field that it he got him that I. Yes, the balls were a factor, but I also have to think his 
what core power or whatever a sports hernia does did did not help him at all. I would think that as well. Yeah, didn't he? I'm a hurt his hand too at some point, or is it someone else? Some hand stuff. Isabel, and that, DJ's a guy that loves to play banged up. Mm. Not well, he doesn't even know. You know, someone touches his like arm and he's like ah, winces, and they're like, "That's an injury, DJ." He's like, "What? No." Didn't notice. They're like, "I had that last season. I I missed a week." He's like, "Why?" He doesn't even get it. He doesn't understand injuries. No. The human body. Why'd you miss a week? It didn't stop me. He'd be good. It'd be good if he was good again. Changes the whole tone of the Yankees. For sure. So no judge or stand calls. That's good. And there might have been some calls, but I didn't grab them. Okay. I'll be honest, a lot of people called and was in a bit of a rush, so once we had enough for the episode, I kind of had to keep it moving. You give priority to the early ones, which I appreciate. Obviously, like everyone, you want to have a good season, but there's some that the implications are higher. Gary, Glaber. Yeah. Skipped a Gary call because I figured we're... Press for time a little bit. Ender and Ciarte, fourth outfielder of the year, people are saying. Nah, haven't heard that yet. It's next episode, maybe. Next episode on Talking Yanks. Ah, Jimmy, I don't know about that. That was a soundbite from the next episode. Oh. Yeah. That was a clip that we had ready. From next week's episode, there's you. I don't know. I forget the context. You, you know, you're not sure about something. What do you think you're gonna get, Captain Kangaroo? Yeah. Achoo! Um. Nobody went for. Well, I keep saying nobody went. Voight is really interesting if he comes back. <laughs> I think has everyone's so scared. Yeah, I know, but it's interesting if he somehow find a way. Finds a way his backs to the Yankees. Name a Yankee you want to have an awful year, Jake. Who was that guy you were saying Ooh. yesterday in the office? Like, oh, all those dudes fucking stanks. Who was I saying? A Yankee that I wanted to have just a real bad year. Real bad year. Um, I don't... No one's, no. No one's at Severino. Be cool if he has a... To- uh, we got a call about him. It just didn't... That I, that yeah, I was on the... Fr- I downloaded it and then I didn't put it in this... That would be a cool one. Savvy. Yeah, and Jim, the I guess the other place where I started daydreaming was we're talking like those the young uh the heels, the Steven writings. Uh it'd be funny if like the Yankees are entertaining next year and it was like, Oh, hey, all right, this week we're getting a heel spot start. Let's see him. All right, he's back down to the Myers. Ooh, Ridings is up. Riding's had two fun appearances. Oh, he's going back down. Oh, here's Clark. So if the Yankees, if we could have fun with the young guys, I'll. We should tell the front office that. Wow, Jake, a manipulation fan. No service time. No service time. No service time. Ride him. Don't pay him. Jake, Jake, Jake. You're always against the players, dude. I don't get it. What are you saying? I'm trying to get these guys service time. 
Yeah, and send him right back down. Trying to heal him. One day at a time. Yeah. Brutal, dude. Ridings was sleepy. He had to go back down. Tired. He's so tall. If you're as tall as Stephen Ridings, you just get tired. Dude, Stephen Ridings takes naps. He's always tired. Back of the bus, napping. Like Tyone's giving him coffee, and he just can't stay awake. Okay, that's the episode. Love you guys dearly. Thanks, everybody. Everybody? Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.